This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> oh, They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. Hi, my name is Hillary Clinton. And I feel enthusiastic about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hello, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I, of course, uh, am Conan O'Brien, as you can tell from my reedy, nasally twang. (laughs) No one hates their voice more than I hate mine. Mm -hmm. I know you think you hate my voice. (laughs) I hate mine. (laughs) Even more than you do, Mm -hmm. and have my entire life. I'm joined... What? I was just like, mm-hmm. Well, come on. I was like, okay. Are you thrilled when you hear my voice, Sona? No. I didn't think so. But I'm not thrilled for different reasons, <laughs> not because of like the tone of it. It's just, I don't want to hear what you have to say sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm a, a terrific boss who would never throw small candies at you oh. that I found here at the podcast studio in a basket. I'm glad you brought that up because every time we come to Earwolf, you'll take whatever candy is in this basket basket and you'll just throw it at me no, all but, of it but first i say uh i'm i try and get as far away from you as possible and then i say sona and you say yes and i'll say and just picture this we are in a completely empty podcast studio there's nobody here for covid reasons mm-hmm. and it's all been scrubbed and hosed down and filled with purell and i will pick up one of these small candies like a starburst and i'll get as far away f- from you in the room as possible and then i say sona and you go yeah there's dividers in the room and i can just see the bun on your hair above yeah. the divider and I'll say, 
Would you like a starburst? Mm-hmm. And you'll say, oh, God, no, no. Yeah. And then I throw the starburst and I try and hit the top of your hair bun. Yes. I don't think I've hit you yet. Yes, you have. Multiple, <laughs> multiple times don't you've think, hit me. No. And you don't even throw it lightly. You throw it as hard as you possibly can. The starburst can. is a soft candy. No, uh, I would no. never throw up. You a, celebrate would, when you hit me. I would never throw, and this is what I think makes me a great human. Okay. I would never launch a hard candy. I would never launch a bar that had any mass. It has to be a small, soft candy. No, Starburst is hard and pointy. It's got sharp corners. Yes. Matt, I'm sorry, that's our, uh, our producer, Matt Corley. Whose side are you on? Uh, Sona's. Me? Mine. Oh, oh okay, good. <laughs> Matt, I'm telling you, there's a joy that comes with tossing a starburst across a room at someone who doesn't deserve it. I don't know what that is. It's uh, it's being a sociopath. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Very good. Sociopath. It is enjoying inflicting harm on other people with bite-sized candy. I never throw a like a, a raspberry or a cherry. It's always a, 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 a lime. The crappy flavors. Well, uh, something that, no, uh, that's terrible. A lemon. A who lemon. wants a lemon starburst? No one. I'll still eat it, though. After it hits me, I'll reach down. That's the saddest part is it will bounce off your (laughs) impenetrable hair bun. Sometimes it lodges in the hair bun. Some night you're going to be undoing your hair at night uh, and six starbursts are going to fall out of it. (laughs) It's a pinata. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's a pinata. Um, Waste of time. I think I'm a good man. Oh, Uh, okay. Wait, what? (laughs) There was no transition there. I just wanted to. No. Well, anyway, it's decided I'm a very moral and fine man. (laughs) No. Uh, no, no, that is not what was decided. In summation, anybody who missed the previous part, uh, best boss ever. Monster. Uh, Sociopathic yeah. monster. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Let's continue. To inflict harm Matt, with how are you? bite-sized candy. Let's ask Matt how he's doing, and uh, it can't all be about you, Sona. What are you, an, uh, what are you Pavarotti warming up? Me, 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 me. It's got to oh be about God. someone else occasionally. You should not I'm a genius. be here right now. Please, please. Picasso working with paints. Everyone oh. stand back. Matt yeah, Gurley, how are you? I'm fine. Goes. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> you clearly don't want a part of when you talk that way it's just you don't want the attention turned to oh, I'm fine I'm fine I'm yeah, good your along. house could be on fire right now you just don't want the attention on you I don't you, you know I'm like the T-Rex uh, in Jurassic Park I see motion and movement yes. if you remain perfectly still you're safe yeah. if you just freeze I, but at the minute you move that's when um, I, uh, I chomp you yeah. yeah and if there's a cup and you start seeing the ripples you know you're you're right behind you know it's crazy uh my son who's growing very fast has gotten so big now that when he comes down the stairs my wife can't tell if it's me or him oh wow she doesn't know now so i'll walk in the room and she'll be like oh i thought you were beckett or he'll walk in the room and she'll oh i thought you were your dad um, because she just hears a big galoot monster <laughs> tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> it sounds like someone's literally throwing antique furniture down the front steps. <laughs> and then either my son shows up or I do. That's how my brother and I were. Or my brother would barrel down and once he and I were fighting, he ran down and then his knee went through the wall. <laughs> what? That sounds like my house growing up. <laughs> it was it was horrific. It was just the two of us. Yeah. I mean, we, it with you, it was like a circus. Yes. 
there were six kids. My grandmother lived with us for a while. Uh, there were dogs. There were parakeets, a cat. And a lot of us were big. So there was a lot of clomping and smashing down the stairs, mm-hmm. uh, smashing into things, crashing into each other. Fights would break out. Yeah. Uh, it was lovely. It's nice that that's continuing on with the next generation. Yeah. The clomping and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I also, uh, I wear wooden shoes in the house. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to. No sense. It makes perfect sense. I like to clog and I enjoy it. It's how I relax. I wear wooden shoes while I do Irish step dancing. And sometimes the clog goes flying off my foot. I've killed six people accidentally. Um, Whenever they find a clog near a dead body in my neighborhood, they know that I've been Irish step dancing again. It's your calling card. It's my calling card. Uh, It's Conan. Irish step dancing with his stupid clog. <laughs> well, let's bag up this body and get it out of here. Uh, we can't be messing around today. And I say that every week. Mm-hmm. I know I say, oh, we, we can't afford to waste time. Right. You say it and then you waste time. Yeah. And then I waste time. Yeah. But we really can't today. Mm-hmm. Because my guest today is the former Secretary of State. I don't get to say that very often. Yes. In fact, I've only said it one other time. <laughs> for her. When, for her when she was on the last time. Uh, my guest today is, of course, the uh, former Secretary of State, the first female senator for New York and the first woman to earn a major party's nomination for president. She now has a new podcast, You and Me Both, with new episodes every Tuesday. And I will tell you something. I was delighted uh, speaking with her last time. Uh, She was so loose and so funny. And uh, so I'm thrilled that she is with us uh, today. Hillary Clinton, welcome. You know, a lot of people are slow to warm to me, but you and I have spoken before and I thought we got along really well. So I think I'm very happy that you're enthusiastic yeah. about yeah. this. No, I, I, I am, um, you know, because really, if we're going to be stuck at home for the foreseeable future, we need to keep our spirits up and, and figure out how to do. So, right. And I think you'd be a great conspirator about stuff like that. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> thank you. So basically you're saying uh, you're enthusiastic because there's COVID and you've lowered your standards for who you, for, for who you will talk to. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it exactly like that, Conan. I mean, you know, I, uh, I understand that some might interpret it that way. Yes, yes, yes. Only 80%. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Secretary Clinton, it is a joy to talk to you again. I had such a good time. Um, I want to say it was a year ago, I believe I, I spoke with you and, and Chelsea. And what was interesting about it is you, we had such a good time. And then uh, Chelsea had to dash out. You stayed behind and you were really eager to talk about podcasts and and sort of pick my brain about it. And I thought, what's going on here? Now you have a podcast. And I owe it all to you. So you were using me is what you were doing. <laughs> no, no. I, I was blown away by number one, uh-huh. how much fun it was yeah. and how relaxed you were and how easy it was to just start up a conversation. I loved the format. And I, you know, I, I, may, I think you were my very first first podcast I, think I remember I, it so oh well. that's so well, that's so nice no we did have but we no we did have a really nice time and yeah, we did. people loved um you have such a great laugh and I think you know one of the one of probably the burdens of being in public office uh and and being in the public eye so much and having to talk about serious things is that 
there's this uh, pressure to always mm. be incredibly serious. Right. And um, right. I remember thinking on the podcast, you clearly, and I've heard this about you, people would always tell me, she is a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> Hillary Clinton is a lot of fun. She is, she's it's the a life. well kept secret. Yeah, no, no, no. She's, <laughs> no, she's the life of the party. And uh, you were just Lock a joy. up that funny one over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could tell. I could tell you really had a good time. And so you've got your own podcast now. I and do. I'm curious, where are you? Are you in a studio? Are you in your house? Where are you? I'm in my attic. Yeah, I'm in my well, that's, house that's in my just, attic. That's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it's kind of cool. It's you cool. Know? No, no, it's Okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to go do Conan's podcast. Guess I'll have to go upstairs. I, I really kind of get a kick out of it. And once, you know, you kind of lit the fire for this podcast idea, and I talked to a lot of people, a lot of people talked to me about it. So, yes, I, I eventually did decide to take the leap and uh, it coincided with COVID. Who knew? Yeah, um, no, but isn't it, it's kind of nice to be able to, well, first of all, for you, go up into your attic. You've got family around. You've got mm-hmm. these grandkids. It must be nice to say, it's been nice. It's been great, but I'm going upstairs now to do my podcast. Do you ever say it when you don't have a podcast, but you go up there anyway? <laughs> I'm not going to give away all my secrets. You know, I mean, we, we need to talk some more before I get to that I, level I with can, you. I can tell that you're surrounded by books. You have a lot of yeah. books in that attic. Oh, my gosh. We, we have so many books. You know, Bill and I are book hoarders. I mean, we're yeah. really pretty neat about everything else, but books everywhere. We have literally built bookcases wherever there's, you know, a foot of wall. And I don't know what we're going to do with all of them because, you know, most people are not into books the way we are. So we've got thousands of them. Do you find, because I'm a reader, I love reading. I've never, I've tried the Kindle, but I like to have a physical book. I have found I'm constantly forgetting what just happened in the book. And so I'm used to going back a few pages to say, oh, right, okay, that was, okay, now I know who they're talking about. But I know that you don't have that problem. You have an, you're famous for your memory. You have an incredible memory. Oh, you know, that's, you know, overstated. But I'm like you. I, um, I've tried to Kindle. I've tried to read on an iPad. I like a book. I like a book in my hand. I also have the terrible habit of turning uh, up pages in the bottom corners if there's something I want to remember to go back to and I don't want to stop and do it now. Um, Yeah, so my you know my books are written in, my books are creased and crumpled and corners turned down. But I love that. I love yeah. But the problem is that physical uh, feeling of reading a book. But Secretary Clinton, you've been doing that in bookstores and then not, (laughs) and then you've not bought the book. And there's been a lot only of complaints. Only once, really, only once. <laughs> 35 years ago. I'm sorry, how'd you find out? Oh, I have people I have people tailing you all the time. And uh, you've been going from bookstore to bookstore, <laughs> writing notes in the margins, folding, and then saying, I think I'm good. I, oh, I'm not going to buy anything only today. Only the books that are mean about me, of which there's a lot to choose from. So, you know, yeah, I go, only those books, not the right, other ones. Right, right. Yeah. Do you, I mean, <laughs> you know... It, 
it, it is mind boggling. I've over the years had people write unkind things about me. And then there is your experience of people writing things that are just <laughs> blatantly <laughs> untrue and insane. Uh, you know, these kind of crazy internet rumors and, mm. you know, you're an international drug lord and a hired assassin. Who and who knew? Who knew? Well, I think you knew. And I think it's been very profitable for you. But <laughs> but um, you clearly have been able, I think, to detach from all that and see it for the insanity that it is, yeah. as opposed to you, it. You have to. I'm, you know, there's so many different reasons people say unkind, critical, or in my case, wacky, crazy, you know, off the wall things. Um, and, and you do have to, as I have said for a really long time, take legitimate criticism seriously, but not personally. I mean, yes. you know, you can learn things from your critics that your friends either don't notice or don't tell you. So there's that whole category. And, and obviously, you know, there's a lot out there. Um, but then there's just the stuff that comes at you for all kinds of reasons that actually have very little to do with you. I mean, it, oh, it has it, nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you, it, except you're the target, you know? So it's, um, you know, it's commercial uh, or financial reasons. It's political reasons, cultural reasons, you name it. Um, so I, I am amazed at the incredible nonsense that um, is out there about me. And unfortunately, uh, you know, this was always part of human nature. It goes back you know, many, many thousands of years, but the internet has amplified it. It's on steroids, yes. just like Trump, you know, it's on steroids. And so it's like yeah. going everywhere. <laughs> um, and, you know, you, you, you meet people and I haven't, you know, had a lot of experience with this, but friends of mine and colleagues meet people who say, Oh, you know, I read on the internet that she did X, Y, or Z. And, you know, my friends look at them like, what planet are you from? But people right. believe that stuff because they right. see it on the internet. I think humans aren't ready for the internet. And so people just go down a deep well and then mm -hmm. come away from their mm -hmm. computer and say, well, I had, apparently it's a known fact that, you know, Hillary Clinton's been, you know, stealing babies and, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and selling them around the world. And uh, she's mm -hmm. made uh, hundreds of millions of dollars doing that. And she's used mm -hmm. that to buy cocaine. And you're like, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Uh, what? Now I know only it. half of that's true, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only half of that. Right. Yeah. 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 On a good day. Yeah. Um, that's so, how you get all that book money. All that money for those what, books. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I hoard books. And, uh, everywhere. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but but on a, on a serious note, um, I think you're absolutely right. There's a, a, a movie that I, I just saw on uh, Netflix called Social Dilemma, where mm -hmm. some of the I saw that people, too. yeah, and some of the people who've actually designed the algorithms, you know, engineers, coders and the like, um, are saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, this is this is getting out of control, we got to rein it back if it's going to have the benefits without the, you know, terrible damage. Right. I think there are lessons to be learned. Um, I was going to ask you, it occurred to me today, I was driving in to do this interview, learning just the worst things about you. Uh, no idea that you were a professional assassin. Um, <laughs> I mean, the crimes you've committed, just in, insane. But it, There's so, a very long list. You can see it on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, trust yeah. me. I was up all night and I'm, I, I have a list of charges here to go through. Uh, uh, you steal hot air balloons, apparently. I didn't know that about you. Oh, that's um, an, I didn't know that one either. Oh, wow. I'm adding it. 
<laughs> it's just now I'm realizing it's really fun to come up with them, but I can't come up with any that are sillier than some of the ones that are out there. Yeah. But it was yeah. occurring to me that you've had this in- incredible career of service and you've spent most of it, you know, beginning with uh, your time as, as first lady and going on as senator and secretary that you're in the mode of answering questions and making sure that you answer people's questions and constantly, I think every time I saw you, people were firing questions at you and your job was to answer them. Now in this role, and I know you're a very curious person, you get to ask questions. That's got to be fun. It's so much fun. And, you know, when I finally decided, yeah, I was going to do this, I thought, this is great because there's all these people that I'm interested in that I find fascinating that now I'm going to get to, you know, ask questions that are on my mind uh, Mm -hmm. for a change. So the title, I came up with the title after a lot of um, false starts. You know, I was going to call it, I told you so. um, (laughs) uh, That didn't go over so well. Um, (laughs) That could come across, you know, yeah, okay, okay, we know. I thought that'd be a conversation stopper (laughs) instead of a starter. Welcome back Um, to I told you so. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so uh, I found myself, especially, you know, as this pandemic took off and everybody was trying to figure out what the heck was going on and all the craziness around, you know, I'd I'd find myself saying, you and me both. I mean, I can't believe this. This is crazy. You know, yeah, you and me both. So that's how we came. You and me both is a great title. I think what's nice about it is that, yes, it pertains to the current situation and this, uh, what we've all been living through for the last four years and the madness and the fears that we all have. But it also is a title that will serve you well when we're through all this and we will get through it. Yes. You and me both is you can talk about anything. You can talk and about grandchildren. You can talk about, you know, and I think that's the lovely yes. thing about it is that you're not yeah. tied to politics or policy. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, I, I did talk to John Legend about voting and right. about, you know, what he and others are doing to try to get, you know, the Florida uh, state government to allow the people who have served their time to actually show up and vote. But I also talked to Tan France about, you know, what do we wear in a pandemic? And, you know, you should not be surprised uh, to hear him, uh, you know, say when the, when that episode runs, well, you know, yes, we're all wearing uh, leisure clothing. Yes. We should at least try to wear nicer leisure clothing, which, you know, I totally bought into. And I got to talk to um, Diana Nyad, who's like one of my really favorite people, because this is a woman who tried over and over and over again to swim. She was a long distance mm-hmm. endurance swimmer. Um, and then she, she quit after, you know, she did like around Manhattan and all kinds of other great swims. She quit and became a sportscaster. But she had tried when she was younger in her, you know, 30s right. to swim from Cuba to Florida. And it's a, apparently a really, really tough swim because of the currents and the sharks and the box jellyfish, which can kill you and all the rest. I had the best time talking to her. I mean, she, she's Stumbled out of the water on her fourth try at the age of sixty-four. So you know, incredible? a lot of a, a lot of encouragement there. So I, you know, I'm trying to talk to people that I'm really interested in. Yes. and I love talking to you. So maybe someday, you know, when, uh, so when, some maybe someday I'll yeah. do something impressive. Is that what you're saying? Maybe someday. <laughs> well, you know, I've tried no, that. No, I've tried I that Cuba swim, and it's no fun. <laughs> no, but, but but you know, there's other things you have done, which you know are are, are not just in the public arena. That would be uh, fun to talk about what is really fun is and i think this is what you're going to enjoy the most and this is what i have found over the years 
there is the part of my job where I would entertain as an entertainer, where I would need to speak to people who didn't necessarily have a lot to say or weren't that introspective. Uh, and, and, you know, actors maybe who are very young, who hadn't had a lot of life experience. And I found myself really being drawn to people who maybe weren't as famous, but who had done something that blew my mind. You know, yes. people, right. people that had, you know, walked across, you know, the, the South Pole mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and only brought, you know, th- three dogs with them and uh, some beef jerky. And I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that is, uh, I made that up. Yeah. No one did that. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but some people got close to doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we were chatting earlier and you said, do you have a motorcycle? And I could tell. First of all, no one's ever asked me that before because I think Mm -hmm. uh, I don't seem like a motorcycle person. And the truth is I love motorcycles and I have a motorcycle and I ride it a lot and um, I really enjoy it. And I thought, that's so interesting. No one's ever asked me that, but it's one of the first things Secretary Clinton asked me out of the blue. And I happened to have a long ride yesterday and was thinking this morning about how much I enjoyed it. And it's almost like you... You're just curious. You just want to know, hey, have you ever done that? Yeah. Yes, I have. Well, well, also, when we were talking, you promised to give me a ride, you know, either on the back (laughs) or in a sidecar, and I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, I I think it would be such a great, I just love the photo op. We could could put the microphones in our helmets. We could do the podcast while we're on the road. Would that be great? This would be like updating five easy pieces or something. I mean, the the potential, Conan, think of the potential. I think you and I could sell that right now to one of the streamers. They are so hungry for content. Can you imagine how excited they'd be? Let's, Let's get this pitch straight, okay? Now, obviously, it's your name first because you're a historic figure and revered so you're first although you're criminal well, alphabetically too Come yes on. also you know, yeah. okay. although you know your criminal record we'll have to look into that a little more but um i think that'll make us more attractive yes yes conan on the road with the ultimate badass world-renowned criminal hillary clinton you and i i'll ride the motorcycle you in the sidecar and uh or however you want to work it i think we both need to be wearing giant goggles because it's a oh, funny of look of course and then yeah. uh, we stop well, leather. I mean, we got to wear leather. Oh, my God. Leather. Don't you think? Wait a minute. Yes. Yes. I love it. I, if you're going to wear a leather biker outfit, I'm down for this. Okay. I am okay. down for this. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have to clear this with your husband or Chelsea? Is, is what, No. The- I mean, I. you know, that that's all over. I'm done with all that public life stuff. <laughs> Really? Okay. So, all right. <laughs> all right. Good. Good. Well, I'm going to um, I'm going to pitch this show in an hour. Oh, good. I'm gonna pitch okay. it. Uh, I understand that you will get the lion's share of the money. Uh, I know how these things oh, work. Oh no, we're going to go fifty fifty. Really? Fifty. I I insist on it. Okay. All right. Now, well, if there's a sequel. <laughs> oh, so you're going to want like a profit participation. You're going to want to oh, have twenty yeah. percent. Yeah, what do they call it the back end or something. I don't know. You're talking. Yeah. I've I've been forced out of the business long ago. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine what your grandchildren would think? How many grandchildren do you have? I have three you, fabulous grandchildren. Wow. I have a six-year-old granddaughter and a four-year-old and one-year-old grandson. Oh my God! Can you yeah, imagine what they so would say if oh you gosh. pulled up on a motorcycle? They, they would be. <laughs> So excited. Are you kidding? They would be beside themselves. They'd want to ride in the (laughs) sidecar. 
Well, I think we got to go the for road it. with Conan and the grandkids. Yeah. Listen, no, we can't take them oh. in the motorcycle. We'll get a lot of okay. we'll get a lot of blowback right. on that one. Okay. First of all, all you, right. I've, you know, you want to be putting children to work on road crews and, uh, yeah. and then you <laughs> want them in a motorcycle. They need something to do. They're going crazy with Zoom learning. They got to do something. I know. I love that when I told you that my kids just before we started the chat or just as we were beginning the chat, I told you my kids were. We're bored with Zoom learning, and you said, "Well, they do give me. They could work on building a road. <laughs> <laughs> that would be educational. Uh, you know, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know. Are you good? Let me ask you this: Are you good with the tech side of all this? Because I find that a little frustrating. I'm sure you have people helping you. I do. Let, let, let yeah. Let me be really clear. I I am so. Um, I guess, primitive, um, mm-hmm. a beginner. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's things I can do, but don't trust me with it. No. Mm-hmm. No. So, I mean, my problem is I have a son who is uh, 14 and mm-hmm. he's very gifted with computers and very mm-hmm. smart and intelligent about computers. And he spends all of his time laughing at me <laughs> because I'm like a caveman and I want to turn on the news and see what's happening, yeah. but I have yeah. the wrong remote. And he says, no, yeah. it's not that remote, idiot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no, that, oh, really? Oh, really? So that's how you think you uh, download an app? Really? And uh, I'm humiliated <laughs> all the time. And Sona, my assistant, you've, you've been witness to this, right? Well, you- yes, every day. It's the most frustrating thing, for sure. And, and, and I'm, I'm uh, a total Luddite, a total idiot when it comes to technology. Right. And it, the simplest things, just searching for something on Google, you're like, I just don't remember how to do that. Oh, now I know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump right in here. And I, I want to be totally associated with your incapacity. I mean, I'll go a little way with you, but not to Google. You can't no. do that. I, okay. So, no. so you're not, okay. you're willing to be somewhat self-deprecating, but then we got to a level where you can't follow me because I'm too stupid. That would be humiliating. I mean, self-deprecating is one thing, but admitting you don't know how to Google, okay, that's that's a problem. Uh, you're you're shredding me right now. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> this is not, I could get this abuse other places. I, I can't believe... You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. 
Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the Jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, 1 billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. (laughs) That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to LinkedIn.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I 
love that you have this format. First of all, I, I think uh, to show your curiosity and I and and also let loose because I think my sense is that in public life, and it's not just my sense; it's my I'm absolutely certain of it. You know, with the culture wars and everything that you always have to be, I see it. Everyone always has to be couching what they say mm. so carefully. And half the news media, at least, is always trying to get you to trip up and say the wrong thing or extrapolate what you said into something that's not what you said. And then to be in this format where you can, I don't know, I, I feel like we're sitting around having a glass of wine uh, and we're Good just- idea. Good idea. Well, it's early, yeah. Secretary Clinton. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, it's uh, earlier for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's three hours later for you. Yeah, three so. hours later. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, but Conan, I think, look, you know, you, you make such a good set of points. I mean, it is a tightrope when you're in the in the public arena, unless, you know, you lie with impunity and abandon. Um, but if you're trying to get it right or you're trying right. to be, you know, responsive and responsible, and I'm, I'm afflicted with the responsibility, Gene, and you know, my public um, career. Yeah. And I would add there's an, an additional set of, um, you know, concerns around being a woman. Um, I watched, yes, yes. you know, the debate with Kamala, who's a, you know, friend of mine. I talked with her a lot. thought she did a great job. You know, and some of the commentators afterwards said, well, you know, she was kind of pulling back. No, she was, you know, projecting and talking and laughing and, you know, frowning like a real human being. Yes, um, yes. But women's public appearance is still looked at through a different lens. Yes. So you just have to, you know, you have to figure out the best way you can to deal with it and, and uh, get through it. Um, so, yeah, I do think that uh, being on the other side of that, as I am now, and especially in this format, which I feel really comfortable in, I, I was a big radio person growing mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. You know, we had the radio on in my house all the time. And even when I was a little girl and I'd come home from school, you know, I'd sit at the kitchen table and my mother would make, you know, tomato soup or something. And we'd listen literally to the radio because there was a soap opera on the radio in Chicago uh, that coincided with my being home from lunch that my mother loved. So I loved the format of radio. I loved the ease of being able to listen and, and be thinking or doing something else. So along comes podcasting, which is kind of like the, you know, radio 10.0. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And it brings people back into that intimate listening experience, uh, usually, you know, a host like yourself or and a guest like me or maybe a couple of people. I find it, I, I don't know, I find it very relaxing, informative and fun. Yeah. And so. I think it's also, I remember us talking about this after the, the podcast I did with you last year. And I think I was saying, if I remember correctly, but we were having a discussion about how, you know, for someone like you who uh, people can take your image or your words when you're in a certain arena and they can do with it what they will, depending on what their intention is, what their predisposed political beliefs are, their biases. This is a format where I defy anybody to listen to us talking right now mm -hmm. and have any kind of problem with you because you're uh, when the visual cues are taken away and it's just the two of us chatting and you're saying, let's jump on a motorcycle and, and uh, Conan, you idiot. What do you mean you can't Google something on, <laughs> yeah, do a Google search? They, can, they get a sense of, of just you, just you. And, and I, I, I think one of the problems in our country right now is it's too easy to make someone another. 
And, yes. and any medium, yes. any medium where someone can say, you know, I was listening to Hillary Clinton today and she was funny and relaxed and in the appropriate moments she was giving Conan a hard time because man, someone, <laughs> someone needs to, uh, someone needs to call him on the rug for a few things. That is, I think, uh, something very powerful about this medium. Yeah. I did want to bring up something that you mentioned. It's an admission on my part that I am somewhat embarrassed by the fact that I grew up in a liberal household with, uh, you know, good, very hardcore Catholic parents and Democrats. And I'm an Irish Catholic from Brookline, Massachusetts. So in the Kennedy Democrat mold. And uh, I grew up working for people like Congressman Drynan and and, Mm -hmm. uh, Barney Frank Mm -hmm. And really being uh, committed to a lot of those sort of core ideals of the Democratic Party, that's not been a big part of my comedy, but that's who I am. That's what I identify with. Um, I remembered thinking, being surprised in the last 20 years. There was part of me, I think, was very naive. And I think there was part of me that thought, yes, America has a, a terrible racial problem and that we've come a long way and maybe thinking we came further than we did. And that was upsetting to me, you know, in the last 20 years to constantly be reminded that, no, we haven't come as far as you may have thought we did, Conan. And then the second thing is, I think I underestimated the the misogyny in our culture. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I I feel badly about that because I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Kamala Harris clearly has to play by a separate, different set of rules when she debates. Basically a guy who looks like the, a Lego figure for a white man. You know? <laughs> with a fly on his head. I know, with a fly on his head, yeah. Uh, but I mean, but I mean, <laughs> bye, the Lego, Lego's just come out with a new figure, the white man figure. Um, but he's, and I was very aware now, and I don't think I used to be, that there's a set of rules. And obviously I'm talking to you who knows better than anybody in the world, and Unfortunately, and you had to be, I think, the the figurehead at the bow, prow of the ship, and there are other women before you, but this is very unfortunate that we've all kind of, I think, had to find out together how much of a bias there is against mm-hmm. women. And, and, you know, as someone who's got a, as I say, a, a 16-year-old daughter, I want her to be, have a completely different experience, I think, Thanks to you, she will. And thanks to a lot of women uh, like you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and all mm-hmm. kinds of women. I think, I'm, I think my daughter's going to have a very different experience, but I have a lot of empathy for people like yourself that have had to go through it. Well, I really appreciate your saying that. And I, and I like the way that you um, kind of contextualized it, uh, because I do think that we, we have to admit that we've made progress. We've made progress in these two really thorny, difficult areas of our uh, communal life, namely race and, um, you know, sex. And and we've seen racism and we've seen sexism that we've had to fight against and overcome and we've had to change laws. And there's a constant pushback that sometimes is not as, you know, visible or effective uh, as it uh, as it uh, can become, and so when I look at where we are, uh, I think that uh, Trump and his enablers gave a lot of permission to mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. say things and act in ways that were deeply racist and misogynistic. And part of what I hope this election 
will be about um, is, you know, reclaiming any ground that's been lost and, and continue to push forward um, because it's unfinished business. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if anybody has lived through the last months, um, how can you how can you not uh, see the need for a moral reckoning with systemic racism? I mean, how, how can you deny that? Right. And I love, you know, the reaction by young people who seem to be much more impatient and, and just unwilling to accept that this can't be changed, you know, in the streets, night after night, peaceful protesting. Uh, and I just hope that we can come together around this and admit that, yeah, you know, we've made progress. I would certainly uh, agree with that, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah. And, you know, with respect to women, you know, thanks to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we've knocked down a lot of the barriers um, and discrimination that had been enshrined in our Constitution and our, our laws. But we still live with implicit bias. We still have people with a straight face say, well, you know, I'd hire a woman if I could find a qualified one, you know, or I'd vote for a woman, just not that one or that mm-hmm. one or that one. Or right, that one. right, right, right. Um, you got any so, more? How about these yeah, 50? On, no, none there. of them. So, yeah. So people people need to have, you know, a, a certain level of, you know, honesty and self-reflection like, hey, wait a minute. What do I have to do to do my part to, you know, make sure that, you know, black men and boys are not afraid to walk down the street mm-hmm. and, you know, black women are not objectified and mistreated and women in general get, you know, uh, like your daughter get to go as far as their hard work and talent uh, will take them. So it's it's a critical moment. Because, um, you know, Trump embodied a lot of the, you know, the cultural pushback. And it's something that uh, is not going to go away if he loses, which, you know, hopefully he will. Uh, And we we changed political directions. We still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I think um, I'm a uh, big surprise but a big, uh, a big Biden-Harris supporter. <laughs> this is the shocking revelation in this podcast. Yeah, um, we won't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, uh, have you decided yet who, you, who you're voting for? This is the, I'd love to say like, <laughs> now, uh, Secretary Clinton, well, I, mean, I know that you're still undecided. Yeah, I, uh, what, who I, are these people that are undecided by this point? I, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I love it. They can always find someone they, and they can I always- People who have a, a tension deficit. Yes. You know, they, need, they need some attention. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> always finding someone. Well, the election's tomorrow. Um, yeah. the I'm still making United States mind. has been uh, embroiled in financial, uh, uh, racial, uh, you know, the, 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 half of the United States is on fire, uh, unprecedented horrors uh, under this administration. What do you think? Uh, uh, insane reality contestant uh, Donald Trump or or uh, seasoned, uh, calm, and moral Joe Biden. Uh, what, what, what Gee, do you, I don't know. Oh, I'd like to hear a little more about the crazy guy. Wait, Trump? Yeah, I mean, does he like animals? Yeah, he likes animals. Well, maybe him then. No, Biden likes animals too. Well, then I'm still undecided. It is maddening. It is maddening. It's so and, maddening. And it's I just, so crazy. I, I just think, uh, I mean, I know that you've lived in this world, but 
<laughs> I don't. I just I am not a um, political comedian. That is, that is something that I've always stayed away from. And, and not just because it's not I've really wanted to uh, be funny and I've wanted to be funny yeah. for um, a lot of people. And I and I, I I like to be funny or I try to be funny about what makes us human and what we what makes us inherently silly as human beings and, and not Republicans or Democrats. And that's just always been sort of uh, how I go about it. But over the years, and, and I've had a very good, I had uh, John McCain and, and mm-hmm. Bob Dole on my late night show uh, uh, countless times. And, and they're both funny guys. Yeah, very yeah, they, funny guys. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. to, you know, just... And I remembered my introducing uh, Senator McCain to my parents, and he was lovely to them, and they were uh, they were floating on air. And I also got the chance to introduce my parents to you, uh, and once, and they were my mom. I've I've been th- I've told you this before, but one of the early women to go to uh, Yale Law School on a full scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, her father mm-hmm. was directed traffic in Brooklyn in uh, in Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, made fifty five dollars a week, and. His daughter went to Vassar and then Yale on a full scholarship, and she and she uh, so she was just floored to meet you, and like you, she encountered a lot of uh, sexism along the way and just kept going. She she was not uh, bitter about it and took it in stride, uh, and and kept moving. And my experience has been I've had. uh, I I shared a stage when I spoke at Dartmouth uh, with. uh, the first President Bush. And we had a lovely conversation about right. Ted Williams right. and the Boston Red Sox. And mm-hmm. he said, you got to come up to my house in Kenny Bunkport sometime. And I, I said, well, you don't mean that. If I think if I came over the wall, they would take care of me pretty quickly. And he was <laughs> laughing. But I met him and, and, and I, I met uh, Barbara as well. And they were absolutely lovely to me. And I have a, a picture with them and it means a lot to me. So I'm not strident. But what I am strident about is morality and ethical behavior yeah. and I and justice and justice. Mm-hmm. And I, I think mm-hmm. you do not have to be an ethicist to know that this president um, has completely undermined the norms of human behavior. Yeah. And as a dad, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. And I've, I've several times said to my kids, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is uh, the president that you've got. And well, um, you know, I, I, I really resonate to that because, you know, as somebody who's followed politics, been involved in, you know, greater or lesser ways for a long time, you know, I've disagreed with Republicans, I've disagreed with Democrats, but it 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 was always, um, you know, on the basis of some kind of uh, policy difference mm-hmm. or approach that, you know, I didn't think would work and, and they did or vice versa. This is an aberration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I've known, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet um, a lot of presidents, Republicans and Democrats. And, you know, on a human level, as you're describing, uh, you know, you could you could feel the humanity. You know, mm-hmm. you could you could sense the you know the values, the norms, right. um, whether you agreed with them or not. But you you knew that this was a person who had thought a lot and 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 really struggled and often overcame problems in you know in his or her own life. What we're going through now is just so different from anything that I think we've ever experienced, really. So. I, I'm hoping that we end this uh, experiment, this national nightmare <laughs> in this election. Experiment uh, is a very kind word for it. 
Well, it's, cra- it's crazy <laughs> yeah. because it, it kind of was. It was, I mean, yeah. People were like, what difference? You know, what difference does it make? These politicians are all alike. You know, I don't really, you know, I don't really know what they're going to do for me. Let's try this reality TV guy. I mean, how bad could it get? <laughs> and so and there now you go. we have a lot of evidence. Right. Was that another possible uh, title for your podcast? How bad could it get? <laughs> yeah, how bad could it get? But, so it's I told, but I th- I I told you that so. Would have and a short window. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm very thrilled to announce that uh, the uh, the movie slash TV series Biker Buddies, starring <laughs> Secretary Clinton and Conan O'Brien, riding across the country, uh, one on the motorcycle. Do you one already on the have a deal for us. You yes, really do? it just came through. Wow. We are wow. getting paid $7,000 a year <laughs> from the people at Quibi. Uh, this is the best <laughs> deal I could make quickly. Uh, at least I think I was talking to Quibi. I'm not sure. It seemed very chaotic on the other end of the phone. Um, you know, I have to say it is, uh, it's, it's a, it's really is so much fun to talk to you. And uh, again, I had the same experience I had the first time, which is, you're uh, just a delight to chat with, and uh, you're somebody who you 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 have the values that I respect, which is uh, make yourself as intelligent as you can, read a lot of books, have some humility, and work very hard. And uh, you have done that, and I think you've done an immeasurable you've uh, amount of good for people like my daughter. So I'm just I'm I'm proud I'm proud to know you, uh, and I'll be by tomorrow. I guess just hang out, maybe anytime. Literally anytime. You're you saying know, you're I, saying anytime. Are you going to ship the bike ahead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should probably ship the bike. I'll ship the bike yeah, and then I'll the come bike. by and uh, you know we could get another sidecar if your husband wants in. That could be on the other side. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Maybe I mean, he I, gets I, he gets he's going to get in the way. He's going to kill our. He's we, you know we have a good chemistry. We yeah I I think we could like send him ahead to do scouting for locations. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's a, yeah, the former president is a production scout that goes ahead and scouts locations? Wow. He would love it. Yeah. He loves talking to folks. Oh, trust me. Be, I know. Be great. I've be been great. I, uh, this is a true story. I did an event with uh, your husband. I just think it was a couple of years ago. You were there, too. Uh, yes, I was. And it was we were awesome. in, was it Berkeley we were in? Yeah, we were at Berkeley for a Clinton Foundation event. And so he, oh, he did great. a great job. We did this Clinton Foundation event. And he did this terrific, you know, he did a great job. And my job was to ask him questions. And I'm sitting up there on stage and knee to knee. And he's talking and, and uh, he's, you know, never at a loss for words. And then it's over. And I think, well, we're going to be ushered away. And your husband kind of follows us a little bit. And then he's talking not just to myself, but to you as well. Sarah. Yes. Yeah. And he's talking to us about ways to get fresh water to this part of Africa that needs better water. And there's a there's a way they can do it. And he's talking to us and he's going on at great length. And his advanced team is tugging at his elbow <laughs> and they can't get him to start to stop explaining because there's literally a line of 700 people that he is promised to get a photo with. Yeah. But he can't yeah. stop talking about it. And then 
finally they're looking at me angrily, like Conan, <laughs> and I'm not saying anything. And I made a I made a hand gesture, like, "What do you want me to do?" He's a pre he's a former president. I can't say zip it. <laughs> I know you can, but I can't. Yeah, I can. But he, but he really, you know, when he is talking to somebody like you, that he thinks, you know, this guy really could understand it or right, get it, right? Or appreciate it. He's you know he's hard to stop because right. he he wants to kind of get it out and get you involved in it and you know I'm surprised he didn't call you and say let's go to Africa and figure out how we're going to get water I think he he, think he did I just didn't take the call I was, I was like I'll, I'll ride I'll ride with you anytime uh, on the motorcycle okay. but uh, you know when he starts talking about fresh water I just start to you know I want to help but I can't hear all about it uh, well Secretary Clinton thank you so much again uh, an absolute delight my best uh, to your husband uh, and to Chelsea and to your grandchildren. Yes, and yes. Uh, like you, I've got my fingers crossed for better times. I think better times are going to come. I really do. You and me both, as I like yeah. to say. <laughs> you and me both. Thanks. Very Go good. Ahead. You're already learning. You're learning the tricks <laughs> of the trade. You and me both. And and uh, continue to have fun with your podcast. And um, uh, I'll be there anytime you need me. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask. Okay. Well, that means well, a lot to me. Well, the answer is no. I am I'm very busy. <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care of yourself. I will. Bye-bye. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And oh. for good reason. It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and Crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for. Or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level. But they did. <laughs> There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts and, or money sprees that have fun new mini games, plus with tons of rewards to collect like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. 
this is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do, and you know, I you know, I don't take care of my cars very well, so Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. A while back on the podcast, we thought we'd check in later to see how your hair is doing because you've decided not to cut it during quarantine and we want to check in with the progress. Well, I wouldn't call it progress. That right. would be a mistake. Uh, I have not had a haircut uh, during this entire COVID misadventure that we're experiencing. It's getting extremely long in the back. Yes, To it the is. point, almost, it's almost in man, I, I mean, I could put an elastic around it. I won't. Why not? I don't like that look. Okay. Can you at least do it with your hands right now just to kind of show us well, and see? I mean, this is a really a... Oh, look at that. There's a lot back here. You can really <laughs> grab onto it. Wow. Uh, also, in the front, um, it gets down in my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. I had someone say to me the other day who's known my family for a long time, you look exactly like your mom because oh. I have... My mom and I look very much alike. Yes, you do. Uh, and now... Now, uh, my hair, I think, is maybe longer than my mother's hair. Mm. Here's what I've noticed. I'll step out of the shower. First of all, uh, uh, trying to shampoo hair. Yes. It's on a unit. You have a massive oh. amount of hair. Like, What's just to try massive and... massive amount of hair. Well, you I mean, do. It's insane. It's not <laughs> a, that's not a nice way to say it. But well, yeah, you know, I have, you have a lot... Listen, you have lovely hair. I have very thick, curly hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, massive. I mean, well, it's... Whatever. <laughs> anyway, it looks like you <laughs> crashed into a hedge. What uh, the hell? But my point is this. Oh, I have... Jesus. And maybe you can relate to this. I, I'm in the shower and usually, you know, lather up and, and just... No, people. nobody needs details. Okay. Yes, you take anyway, a shower. I rub, I'd like to hear I rub the soap against my hard muscles. Yeah. Okay, come uh, on. The warm water okay. running yeah. down uh, the Let's creases of my pectorals, okay. my six-pack. Okay. And into yes. coppery nether regions. We, come on! Take showers. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Let's move on. Well, let's just say I work out. Anyway. Okay. Um, what you just did was horrible. Yeah, I need a shower after hearing you take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, whatever. I get out of the shower and I'll notice that I thought I dried off. My... Hair holds on to about, I want to say, six liters of water. <laughs> right. And then it slowly runs down the back of my neck yep. for the next six hours until uh, it it's soaking on my pants. It looks like I've wet myself. What? Um, yeah, it just it runs down my back. It gets on my- That sounds weird. Well, occasionally I do wet myself, <laughs> oh, I suppose. So. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Which adds to it. But, yeah. but it's got a kind of, people have told me it's kind of a surfer bro dude. Yeah. You do look very California. It, like, it's- like right? a surfer mixed with Tony Tennille from Captain and Tennille. Do you remember her? Oh, great. Yes. Great reference, Matt. Hey, you Let's, stay out uh... of this. <laughs> Captain and Tennille. Yes, that's a I reference from. I Google it. I want to say 1975. But it's very specific. Love, love, love will keep, keep us, us together. together. 
How am I going to line that up? Think of me now and ever. Hey, do we have to pay for songs if we if I sing them on the podcast? Yeah, I don't know. Because on TV, if ever I sing a song, my producer cuts it out and says, you shouldn't have done it. We can't afford it. I'll never do that I to can't you. can't do it. But, but if I sing a song on the podcast, do we have to pay it? We'll find out. Love, love will keep us together. Wait, are we getting Adam? Are you saying we do have to pay for it? Oh, what? Yeah. Really? Even That's that little bullshit. snippet? Yeah, that was just a snippet. I, yeah. You know what? I dare someone to come after yeah, us. So I dare Captain and Tennille to come after us. Well, Captain can. So, yeah, you're saying he looks he like the female. He of his command. <laughs> right? Just leave it at that. Yeah, the female. What? He looks like the female. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was saying, I think it's pretty. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know which one was Tanil. Well, her name's Tony, are... so yeah, it's not clear. Oh, yeah. okay. You're not going to get all of our references because you are younger than us. Yes. We're going to make a lot of references. Uh, I think Gorley and I are the Haldeman and Ehrlichman of podcasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, with a little God. John Dean mixed in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know? okay. I'm Everyone... not afraid of an old reference. Yeah. That's good yeah. for our young God. <laughs> anyway. No, keep, keep going. G. Please. Gordon Liddy. I'm sure they enjoy it. Anywho, I'm just going to keep going for it. Yeah. And I'm curious what it's going to do. What's the I'm end game? Curious. Because when will you decide, now I'm done, is it something to do with the hair or something to do with COVID being over? I don't know. I will tell you this. The massive consensus is that people like it. Mm-hmm. And this is not a joke. I like it. People prefer this to the iconic, and I'm calling it iconic, Conan Quaff. I don't like you saying it's iconic. <laughs> I don't know. that. It's very like... Oh, my hair is so famous. I'm Conan <laughs> O'Brien. Look at my pompadour. It's iconic. It's okay if other people say it, but when you say it, it sounds kind of dicky. Well, I had to say it because no one else was saying it. <laughs> that so, doesn't make it better, though, does it, though? Do you uh, think it does? I don't think so. When I'm gone, uh, I bet you there's a good chance that my hair is removed, combed up into its quaff, and put in the Smithsonian. Oh, okay. I think it's a very good chance. How? Do they cut your head Trust off? Trust me, the Smithsonian every day is checking to see is Conan still alive. <laughs> and they have a team... Red, the scram- that's ready to scramble uh-huh. and they're going to say the minute they hear Conan O'Brien today was killed by his assistant Son of yes, okay. she finally had enough and <laughs> fired a starburst at him lodged in his throat and he choked to death <laughs> immediately the Smithsonian scrambled the team to remove the hair from Conan's head where it's been combed up into its iconic pompadour and it now rests next to the chair that Teddy Roosevelt was sitting in oh. when he was told that World War I had begun okay not the same but okay Keep going. Part of American history. It'll make you feel better. The Fonz's leather jacket is in the Smithsonian. Yeah. And the chair that Archie Bunker's character sat in on All in the Family is in the Smithsonian. My real hair removed from my dead body will be in the Smithsonian (laughs) for children to stare at and scream for all of time. Will it be on the form of a head or just lie there like a puddle of ginger hair? (laughs) No, no, no. What they will do is they will have, uh, they will have it on a sort of a mannequin head. Mm. It will not be a mannequin head that resembles me. I've requested that it be handsomer than me so that I look better. Listen, this isn't just me. This is something I've already been asked by the Smithsonian about the hair. I don't think that ever happened. I would have taken that call probably. Uh, and plenty I of never... calls come in while you're in the uh, in another area oh. of the office. And you say. answer them? Well, sometimes I do pick no, up the phone. No, you don't. Yes, I do. The Smithsonian would not call you without me knowing about it. I feel like that's ridiculous. Well, your improv skills are amazing. That didn't happen. No, it didn't. You're supposed to yes and me. Ugh, I don't care. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I don't do improv. Right. Uh, anyway. I'm your assistant. <laughs> Truth. That's a true story. That's a true wish. Okay. Uh, and I do think I have iconic hair. But I will say, God. getting back to the original point, many people prefer this hair. 
I like, do you like this hair better? I, the, the overwhelming consensus I get from people is that I look younger. You do. Yeah, you do. But why? Why do I look I younger? I think because it's, it's like a carefree, a you know, it's a devil may care sort of, you're just out there surfing sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Maybe I should start wearing board shorts. Yeah. Just board what? shorts. N- no. Board shorts and uh, flip flops. No. Yeah. And just a t-shirt. You can't. It says like bikini inspector. Yeah. <laughs> you can't expose that much skin. So that's well, a no-go. Well, wear right. that with right. a full aqua suit underneath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it fills out the body and there yeah i like it um yeah. i want to hear from our listeners yeah if they're cool with groovy surfer conan let us know and if anyone's wants that ridiculous french pastry back on my head uh i'd like to hear that as well that's good because we're almost midway through the season and then maybe we'll do a final check-in towards the end and see where things have gotten if this keeps going i'm going to have to start using my fingers to push my hair away from my face he's doing like the barbara streisand hair part right you know what i mean because my hair is going to start falling over my face and i'm going to have to start using you know the way and i'm doing it like that well because we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it again selling sunset oh god Uh, no the the late the realtors if they are real realtors which ones face up they're not um they all got their online certificate rather quickly anyway (laughs) they all use their hair is so perfect that they all use the very tips of their fingers to separate to pull their hair back and you know Chriselle does it all the time and of course Christine does it hi I'm Conan I love that you want to emulate women yes but you I love women have incited how men push their hair back uh, the men don't it's uh, men are the inferior inferior species I really believe that I agree yeah we're we are men are replaceable we're dying out fast I'm smart, what? sort of. I'm smart in that I'm very gender. It's vague. My gender is vague. I think, uh, and I now I have very long hair. And I think when the revolution comes and women rise up as they should, mm. I think they'll take me along because they'll be like, "She looks nice." And uh, <laughs> so you're growing out your hair so you can blend in with women when we rise up. I'm no dummy. Okay, yeah. this is the real uh, reason for this hair growth. It sounds like, and that's smart good job good well anyway uh please send us cards through the mail um (laughs) yeah uh, because the post office is not overloaded right now and not being used for anything more important so send us your cards and letters (laughs) (laughs) telling me which of my hairstyles you prefer (laughs) and that will be taken care of before mail-in ballots (laughs) well we're trying to count the mail-in ballots but there seems to be millions of uh, millions postcards about uh, conan's hairstyle clogging up the mail U.S. mail has given up and Trump's been declared the automatic winner. And if you want to blame someone, Conan O'Brien, the idiot narcissist who demanded everyone mail in a postcard about his hair, is to blame. A waste of time. Yeah. Uh. Conan O'Brien needs a friend with Sonam Obsession and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Becton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. 
And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.